Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast, or for the rest of the series, Pixie Dust Twins Meet the World, sponsored by Limitless Broadcasting. Don't forget to go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com and check it out after the show. Yes. (sighs) Oh my goodness. So I want to apologize for (laughs) the long episode, first episode of this series. I'm pretty yeah. sure it got broken up. Mm-hmm. We did not realize how long it had been. But that explains because we were like dying during we the middle were. of it, like or trying we to were. gobble up the water. <laughs> yeah, because we were, we're talking like, a lot. Holy so. crap, Batman, it's two hours. Yeah. So we apologize. I hope you were entertained. Yeah. But we are moving along. We finished season one and season two. Mm-hmm. We are now moving into season three. And four, mm-hmm. three and four, I feel like there was this switch, this like weird switch transition, yeah. mm-hmm. especially with Corey. Sean kind of stays the same. His yeah. transition doesn't start right away, but especially with Corey and especially with Topanga. Mm-hmm. So that's why we kind of broke it up. But there's also a bigger change yeah. other than those characters. Oh, yeah. And it is the ever so controversial slash we just sometimes don't understand Morgan change up mm-hmm. so at the end of season two we have little I think she's five at that I think point. she was five yes what it mm-hmm. five-year-old Morgan Matthews played by I can't remember her first name but her her last name is Nixay and we come back in season three and literally no Morgan nope not a mention of her nope nothing we do not see morgan until i think it's 11 
episodes in to season three where she all of a sudden shows up out of nowhere mm-hmm. they even make a joke of it it's pretty funny <laughs> it, it, Corey says something about haven't seen you in a while haven't seen you in a while she's like yeah i've been in my room the whole time mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole time but yeah. uh you grew up because she goes from being five to being like i want to say like fourth or fifth grade yeah she's probably close to let's see this is season three so yeah, she's probably close to like 10 or so because I think she's 13. I'm rewatching it and I think she's 13 or 14 in the last season. So that would make sense. Yeah. Cause yeah. So, cause she grows up a little bit quicker and it's like all of a sudden she goes from five to like 10 and we're like, mm-hmm. what happened? You can't question what? The, the logic in the, the yeah, it's world. Like, why was this done? So I did some research and I found out why the original Morgan left. So like I said, her last name's Nixay. Mm-hmm. Nixay told Entertainment Weekly it was a mutual decision between her parents and her producers. She actually didn't want to be there. Like, mm-hmm. and she was unhappy. So parents and producers agreed it, she needed to move on. Co-star Ryder Strong, who, if you don't know, is Sean Hunter, which I just love that it's like Sean Hunter is a specific name and Ryder Strong. It just, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anywho, shed more light on the topic at the Wizard, Wizard World Comic Con, Philadelphia. So interesting Comic-Con name. Mm-hmm. Nick say was not very happy at the time she was a little girl who did not want to be on the show. So she just yeah. didn't enjoy being on the show. I think she just felt she was too young at, at the age five. She probably just wanted to be a little kid and mom yeah. and dad probably pushed her into, into this career. But uh, apparently though, I read on she it didn't stop her from being an actress she is still acting she waited a little bit and then got back into it whereas in the new morgan mm-hmm. after this show she is no longer acting i believe she's teaching i think is oh. what it said something of that nature I know that. okay yeah interesting things when you actually look it up so uh, i'm gonna be oh no i'm sorry 13 episodes without a morgan i even have oh, it yeah. in the show notes and i said mm-hmm. it wrong so 13 episodes, we have no Morgan, and then she all of a sudden shows up. It is the weirdest thing in the world for her to just <laughs> randomly be there. And yeah. she has a totally different attitude. Yes. It's just, it's, I just, I, bleh. Yeah, it's strange. What's your opinion about her change up? It's, it's very awkward. The joke about her being gone is funny. But yeah, the Morgan, the five-year-old Morgan to the 10-year-old Morgan, yeah, like you said, the attitudes are different. It's played completely different. She's mm-hmm. literally a new character, essentially. Yep. So it was weird. Yeah. It was. It was very, very weird. Which episode is that that she comes in? I have no idea which one it is. I forgot to write it down. I have, I have IMBD up. Yeah, I So don't I can you. look at the, with the episode. Yeah, because there's so many of them. Uh, new friends and old oh it's when frankie becomes friends with Corey and sean in attempt to leave that ends up hurt when he discovers the guys are only hanging out with him for their own benefits yeah okay that is when she shows back up okay but yeah oh morgan 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 Mm -hmm. but that's really the only weird thing going on in seasons three and four the rest of it's just our episodes yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so 
Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up with what I think is mm-hmm. the best episode out of season. I forgot to put what season it's in. I think it's season. Isn't it four? four. It's four. It's, it's not four. three. It's yeah, definitely it's four. four. Mm-hmm. Definitely season four, and not just the best, but the most iconic episode actually one of the most iconic episodes in the series and it's called hair today goon tomorrow mm-hmm. and if you have watched boy me throw you probably know where i'm going with this this is the episode where Corey is very self-conscious about his mm-hmm. hair again for like the the hundredth time in this series and it's only season three and topanga is by her locker she's giving him this long speech Mm -hmm. about how there's no reason to be self-conscious that hair doesn't make up the person all just random things Mm -hmm. and she takes it she's like what would you think of me and my hair was gone and she just takes her hair takes the scissors snip and she's like see do you still love me and Corey I don't think Corey really knows what to say yeah it was just kind of like whatever and then she turns and looks in the mirror and what happens Sammy when she looks in the mirror oh Topanga freaks out it is the face. I mean, it's worth it just to watch it to see the way she comes to a realization about what she did. And basically everything she had just said to Corey does not apply to her. Because, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because she immediately freaks out. And yeah, she what does she do? She goes and she, she, gets she goes fixed. to a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. And this is where like the life lesson kind of continues. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to teach Corey a life lesson backfires. Mm-hmm. She goes to the salon to get her hair done. She comes back and she, and this is like the Topanga iconic hair for the rest, pretty much Literally, the, rest of the series, the rest of the series, mm-hmm. even into girl meets world where she has her iconic Topanga hair and, but it changes her. She gets new outfits. She starts wearing makeup. She mm-hmm. starts wanting to be one of the pretty girls and mm-hmm. Corey notices. He's like, wait a second. This isn't, this isn't Topanga. This isn't mm-hmm. my, are they dating at this point? I think they're dating. At yes. This point. They're together. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're together at this point. You just don't know that you feel like they're dating in season two, but they're not. <laughs> it's a lot with this. Yeah. It, it's a lot of random with them. They're dating at this point and he just sees that it's changed her and he actually goes in. I remember him going into the girl's bathroom and she's like, you're not supposed to be in here. He's like, a couch? You guys have a couch? Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't fair. Their bathroom Um, is so much nicer. (laughs) Yeah. But he, he has this whole spiel to her. Like he finally learned the lesson and now is giving it back to her. And she like realizes it finally. She's like, oh my gosh, I've changed so much. And she like puts her head under the water and splashes is it Corey who does it or is it sean oh no it's sean i'm sorry it's okay yeah because i just have the distinct memory like when she brings her hair back up and she flips it around and splashes sean in the face that's why i remember sorry sean i don't know why i said Corey. but sean gets it and he's reminding her who she actually is Mm -hmm. so that way she can help Corey continue to be who he is Mm -hmm. and it's just it's a great episode it's absolutely great it is it's a great lesson in mm-hmm. in feeling comfortable in your own skin and you don't need to be going around with the go with the crowd you can still just be yourself and you don't need to be vain it's okay especially when you're that age because everyone's self-conscious and everything you just don't realize it yeah mm-hmm. very much so but we skipped ahead to season four so i'm sorry about that but we just had to talk about the iconic uh, this uh, this iconic episode because i think 
it really is one of the best of Wayne's World has mm-hmm. to offer for us. So we broke it up again in season. So we'll start back. We'll go backwards to season three. Yes. They are in, they're supposed to be in eighth grade now. Mm-hmm. And they're coming back from the summer. And Topanga is coming back from the summer. And Corey is ready to ask her out, but he's so nervous. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. But guess who asked her out? Sammy, who asked out Topanga? In an ironic twist, it's Sean. And Sean warned Corey that if he didn't do it soon, someone else would ask her out. And that's exactly what Sean did. He asked her to go to the, it was like a school movie they were putting on, courtesy Mm -hmm. of Eric, who, of course, mucks that hole up. And that's a whole other storyline. But yeah, yeah. Or Eric and his film society issues. But Corey tries to get back at Topanga. By asking out her best friend, Trini, <laughs> who is played by the iconic Brittany Murphy, yes. which is the only reason I like Trini, because otherwise she is not a likable character at all. No, not at all. She it's- is, or her definitely beat to go into the beat of her own drum off in Trini land. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I just, it just makes me laugh that Corey asked her out. Mm-hmm. Like, out of all the girls, yes, out Trini. Mm-hmm. But in another twist... This is all a ploy dun, dun, dun. <laughs> by I Sean and it. Trini to get Topanga <laughs> and Corey together. And so by the end of the episode, they are, I think they kiss in the theater or something. They do. Yeah. But they are officially, finally, boyfriend together. and girlfriend. And I love Sean for that because he I does do things like that for you. There's a lot of times where Corey's kind of taking care of Sean, but he does things like this sometimes. And I just think it's great that he's he's out there looking out for his best friend, too. Like, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a push since you're not listening to me. I'm going to just move you right along. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I just love their dynamic. Their dynamic is so great. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. The last temptation of Corey. Why did I put this down? I don't know because I didn't write it down, so I don't remember what it's about. <laughs> Oh, okay. So apparently there's a thing in the 90s. I don't think it's really a thing. I think it was one of the imaginary things. At least I don't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Where apparently once a boy, even if he's an unavailable boy or a undesirable boy, gets into a relationship Mm -hmm. with a girl, all the girls come out of their woodwork and want to be with him. Uh, I never experienced this as soon as my person that I liked ended up dating someone, I usually backed off. Yeah, I think that would be weird, too. I mean, our friends were a little somebody. interesting with that. Maybe some people we just didn't get it. Maybe we're <laughs> maybe just normal. I don't know. Or maybe we're abnormal compared to these people. Yeah, I definitely didn't make a habit out of trying to date or spend time with people I knew were in relationships. Yeah. But apparently in the 90s, they thought this was a thing. And there's this whole episode about Corey getting all this attention from all these other girls now that he's with Topanga. And Mm -hmm. things get out of hand. And he gives Missy Robinson kisses him at a party. Mm -hmm. And he has to, like, confess to Topanga and and all the things. I can't remember. I haven't gotten to season four. I was kind of going off of memory from this. Did they break up? No, because he tells... Topanga, because she was sick, 
And so he went to the party, but he didn't realize it was just him and Sean that got invited. Yes, that's right. Yes. And so he tells her and then she's like, oh, well, did she kiss you like this? And then it's like, like an intense. That's right. Yeah. Like an intense <laughs> kiss. And he's like, oh, no, no one's kissed me like that. And, and this is the jacket, too. Is oh, this the jacket where he yeah. carried the jacket? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the I think the best part of the episode was like Topanga obviously forgave him for it, but mm-hmm. she got him sick because if I remember right, then the episode ends with him uh-huh. catching whatever Topanga had since she yeah. kissed him. And then Trini gets sent over there to make him feel better, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that seems like something I would. <laughs> I'm really glad Trini was not there very No, as much as I love Brittany Murphy, Trini was a lot to take in. Oh my God. She was way too much. Mm-hmm. I agree. City Slackers was my next one. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is when, okay, so I like this episode because it's a Feeny-based episode. Mm-hmm. So City Slackers is when Corey and Sean, they sneak out to Mr. Feeney's cabin that he has in the woods oh, or in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And they, of course, they their plans fall apart because when do their plans ever go correct? And Mr. Feeney shows up. And this is a great moment where you actually learn more about Mr. Feeney and his mm-hmm. background. He actually did have a wife. Mm-hmm. She passed on, I believe it was, it was either cancer or some disease, mm-hmm. but he lost her at a, at a younger age and they never had kids mm-hmm. and it was their favorite place to go. I believe it's where they went for their honeymoon and right. that's why they bought it. I mean, he was getting ready to sell it and it's just, it's just a really, at least for me, a really awesome moment to see the boys see Feeny in a different light and right. to understand mm-hmm. Feeny a little bit more. And Boy Meets World does such a great job of this throughout the whole series of these moments where they get to kind of see Feeny behind the scenes, Feeny, and understand him more. And I think that's where the bonds really, really come together. And that's mm-hmm. why I just, I love this episode. I know there was other storylines in it and I just don't remember them and they're not important to me compared mm-hmm. to, to this. Yeah, I agree. It was a great episode. Next one is also one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. I was a teenage spy. Why yes. don't you tell us what you liked about it? This is one of a couple episodes where they kind of do time traveling. <laughs> we end up in different worlds, essentially. So in this one, Corey travels back to the 1950s because mm-hmm. that's what they're learning about in school with space travel and all of that. Mm-hmm. But he gets sent back there after a shock with a microwave in modern times. I mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because this is kind of a fun way to, it's not going to be perfect, but just kind of see how it was back then by sticking mm-hmm. Corey into the middle of it with without, you know, being boring. So yeah. seeing them hide under the, this is one where they're hiding under the desks and things, right? Because the air raids yeah, and then they Sputnik uh... went into the sky and it was a huge... Ordeal. Yeah, this is the the Cold War where they think the Russians are going to attack at any moment and mm-hmm. we got to hide under our desks because mm-hmm. apparently hiding under your desk is going to save you from a bomb. But don't point that out because you'll get in trouble <laughs> in school. But I think the best part was how they took all the characters and gave them new parts. So they're all there, mm-hmm. but it's it's slightly different. Mr. Turner is Feeny. not. Yeah, Mr. Feeney's the same. Mr. Turner is not as fun in this no. scenario. Eric is like a genius in in this 
which is hilarious. And Topanga is kind of a troublemaker, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed she's, her character. She's a pink lady. Like, in my like mind, she's like a pink lady. Yeah, it's that whole vibe from Grace. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, it was, it's just a fun episode. It is. Really, it breaks up the monotony of them just being in school and everything. So it kind of revives it a little bit for this season. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a history lesson. Like it gives them a history lesson instead of a life lesson of mm-hmm. what it was like in the fifties and mm-hmm. what was going on in, in schools. Yeah. I mean, our, our parents, well, my parents didn't go through that, but mm-hmm. like our grandparents and stuff did. Did you, I don't, I don't want to age your mom and dad on the air. <laughs> no, they would have been a little young for, for some of this. Gotcha. So yeah, that one's a fun one. Mm-hmm. This next one makes me so happy. I obviously knew we were both going to pick this one. <laughs> the happiest show on earth. Yes. Which, yes, translates to them going to Disney World. Yes. This is taking place in Epcot. So, Corey and Topanga are either in a fight or he wants her back or something. They are not together. They have broken up at this point. I don't remember... He wants her back. Was this? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Okay. So, yeah. Because one of my episodes I'm going to talk about, I'll talk about why they break up. So, okay. yeah. But they are currently not together at the beginning of the episode. The happiest yeah. show on earth. Yeah. So, they're not. I know they're not together at this one. Mm-hmm. Because he wants her back and he's trying to get her back. But then she gets picked to go on this trip to Disney. And she gets picked with this other guy who is like. Mr. Smooth or whatever Mm -hmm. and he's afraid of losing her to him she's like I'm going to Disney I'm making a big gesture I'm getting her and he goes to Disney and he's trying Mm -hmm. to find her but Trina is no is it Trina no it's somebody else there's another girl that's I can't remember her name right now I can't remember her name either and it's a girl he dated because Corey at this point is dating like a bunch of girls and then he realizes none of them are for her and this one girl was the last one he dated and um he keeps running into her instead of Topanga mm-hmm. and then Topanga sees them together and she gets angry and just all the things awry. And then of course it's the last, fi- finally they get to the point where they're in front of spaceship earth and the fountain, by the fountain, the oh. fountain we no longer have. And, and they finally make up and they kiss. And it's just, it's one of those, like, Oh, it's that Disney moment. Like yes. you want to be able to kiss your significant other in front of you can't do it to the fountain anymore, but the ball mm-hmm. at dark with the lights. Yeah, it was very romantic and cute and the best way to put them together. I loved it. It was. And you got to see a little behind the scenes of Disney. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't know if they actually filmed it at Disney. I should have looked it up. It looked like it because... Well, that's true because they had the ball. That's be, That would be hard to re- replicate. Yeah, because they were at, at, at... Oh, my gosh. The Magic Kingdom for like a second... Because they fell asleep, because Corey and Sean slept in Splash Mountain in the logs. Oh, that's right. Which had me cracking. Right, I forgot about that. That they woke up because that's where they fell asleep at. <laughs> but yeah, and then they he was in the tank because that that's actually they were in the the Coral Reef restaurant because she was the, sitting with the guy with the the yes. talker in front of the tank, and Corey came up with the sign. With the sign. I don't know if it was actually the actor, but yeah, with the sign that says "I will chase you forever." And, that did not go yeah. no no it did not and there's like behind the scenes in the seas where yes. the aquarium is mm-hmm. they're like showing them where like the dolphins and stuff are in court you you see behind so it's it's just a fun episode for disney lovers because you're like oh this is 
me yeah. and you know where they are and all the mm -hmm. things. It was adorable. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Yes. What are some of you have three other favorites on here? I do. So what I meant to say, this is when Corey says he loves Topanga. And the only reason I put that on there is because I just think it was good. He, he says, I love you. And Topanga kind of freaks out and she's just like, oh, we shouldn't be together because that's, how do you even know what that means? We're so young. And I thought to me, Topanga was making a lot of good points, mm -hmm. but the way Corey just explains it, which is, you know, love is, has a lot of components to it. And you can be in love in that age, but it's not necessarily the same as when you're in love when you're older and love changes mm -hmm. and evolves. So just the way it obvious was he loves her because they're so connected as friends and they have all this history together and just their bond. And she's like, oh, then I love you, too. I just thought that was cute as, yeah. as kids. And and that jean jacket is not a big thing in there, too, because he's going to yeah. take it back from her. And she's just like, can I have it back? And it was yeah. It's just cute because of that. There's not really, I don't really remember what else happens in the episode, but I thought that was cute when they just discussed the idea of love and, and all of yeah. that. This is all the, also the episode when Eli comes in as the new media arts teacher. Ah, I forgot about that. So yes. yeah, good point. I did not mm -hmm. make a note of that. You're good. The grass is always greener. This is when they break up. So mm. they're basically in a rut because they've been together for a little while. And they each decide that they're going to go to this other school's party without knowing that they're both going to be there. So Sean brings Corey. Corey gets mistaken as being Sean Hunter, and they roll with it. So That's Corey's right. getting lots of attention all night for being cool and, and all of that. And then there's a French girl who's there that everybody wants to talk to. And so Sean and real Sean and Corey are determined to find her. And when they find her, it turns out it's Topanga. So. Yeah, they end up having a whole discussion about, I mean, it's essentially like when you're in a rut, it makes sense. You're you're kind of getting bored. You feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again, but they're kids. So they're just like, well, I guess we just break up then because mm -hmm. we don't want to end up hating each other or, yeah. you know, making this worse. But they're both not sure of it. But when, of course, being TV, it's dramatic. They come back looking for each other and the other one is gone. So they, they break up yeah. without really wanting to break up. But it it was just interesting because, again, as an adult, you recognize something like that. And you're like, okay, let's find some way to shake it up. We're not going to just not be together. But when yeah. you're a kid, you're like, oh, like we're kind of bored. I guess that means we shouldn't date anymore. And that's that's the big, the big dramatic breakup episode. Essentially, let's, if we think about like our friends relationships and the two that I had, it was, it was pretty much that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> like, all right, then. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. So uh, that was, to me, it was just a big iconic episode because it was like a big breakup with the, the yeah, two Yeah. And them. it's their first, it was mm -hmm. their first breakup. There's many others, sadly. Yeah. Not Corey's fault. Corey's weird. He he's like mate for life. <laughs> well, there's one that's kind of his fault, which we will get into. Yes, but he doesn't realize it's his fault when he's he does an idiot. it. I know he's, he's just an, an idiot. idiot. She's an idiot for not realizing that he's an idiot. There's there's a lot of dumbness going on with that. We'll talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so <laughs> the last one that I had was life lessons. So in this one, I think you had kind of brought it up last episode this is the one where oh, mm -hmm. Feeney posts an exam schedule 
and everyone's mad about it. They they said there's too much crammed in at once, and they think Feeney should change it, and the kids are basically going to revolt against him, which Corey and Sean kind of helped lead the the revolt to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, however, it gets out of hand, and a group of kids actually vandalized Dr. Doctor, Mr. Feeney's home. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting tired. Okay. They vandalized Mr. Feeney's home, and Sean was not there, and Corey was not there, but at the end of the day, Corey's like, you know, we helped incite this, and if you knew about it, then you're liable. That's partially your fault, and you should have seen the way Mr. Feeney was looking, and it was terrible, and it actually drives Mr. Feeney to feel like he should maybe retire. He's not reaching the kids anymore. That killed me. Right? <laughs> that killed me. But at the end, Sean comes and he finds Corey and Topanga because he knows that that group of kids is at the school and they're going to break into the school and vandalize the school, basically. So they show up and Corey's like, we need to call the police. We need to go get someone. And Sean's like, there's no time. We need to just go say something and we need to, to stick up for what we know is right. Mm -hmm. And I love that because Sean is always the troublemaker. So he he's assumed to be part of the group, but instead he's just like, no, I'm here to stop you. And I'm going to call the police if you don't leave. And, of course, Mr. Yeah. Feeney, as usual, arrives at the right time. He just comes popping out of the school. And it's just it's a good way to, for them to even further bond with Mr. Feeney because he sees how much they actually do care for him. And they're saying, no, we get your life lessons. We get what you're trying to teach us. Please don't leave. And, of yeah. course, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He never leaves. He doesn't. Even when he actually does retire later. <laughs> He doesn't really leave. He retires for like a minute and then he's right back. Yeah. Well, there's Feeney. the whole thing with Corey on that one too. I just, I love him. He's, he's, he's great. Season, I, season three was a good season. Like I think I that was think a, so. it was a really good season because mm -hmm. you have the ups and downs of relationships. You got Sean, you starting to see Sean develop a little bit more. Those moments with Feeney. Mm-hmm. Just, it was good. I think season four is also a really good season that okay. we're going to walk into. Mm -hmm. I think it's when we get into season five is when things start getting. There's definitely. They're good, but they're not. Yeah, there's things about. I feel like there's more Disney channel influence. In yeah, I think season five is when things I start to reference are more like the episodes are funny or they're fun, yeah. but there's less of those life lessons, which is kind of what we were saying last episode for sure. Yeah. So season four, mm -hmm. shallow boy. Hold on. I got to pull up my notes on shallow boy. Cause we already talked about hair today, goon, goon tomorrow. Time. That was, mm -hmm. that was episode two. Okay. So shallow boy. Oh, I remember. Okay. Shallow boy is a fun episode but it also has of course some life lessons in it but this is the episode where eric starts dating this girl and she's really happy and bubbly and all she does is sing on her guitar yes the singer. very very annoying bubbly songs and yes. eric can't take it honestly yes. i get it i'm right there with you eric i can't take it either <laughs> and he dumps her and it makes her so angry she does this what what do they call it what kind of music is it called it's like it, it's it's even the genre we grew up with. it's like a grunge like yes, rock grunge. yeah yeah a grunge rock she instead mm -hmm. of in she she just 
totally changes mm -hmm. and it becomes a number one hit and he's getting a lot of slack for it just all the things are going on and then she actually has to meet up with him again because she doesn't have anything else and he realizes the only reason she had a good song is because she was mad at him and she was trying to use him mm -hmm. to continue this and he's like but this isn't you and he actually reverts her back yep <laughs> Mm-hmm. It is really funny. So it's a good funny. Eric episode, I think. Yes. And then there is, and then Topanga's, this is also the episode where Topanga is babysitting and Corey comes over oh, they're dating. Right. Mm -hmm. and instead of being, instead of parenting the kids, Corey's more of a pal. And she's like, is this how we're going to treat our kids? Like they're already <sighs> talking about kids. So dramatic. Was season four, what, ninth mm -hmm. grade? Yeah, so yeah. dramatic. And just going back and forth. And I mean, to be honest, if you watch Girl Beats World, yeah. Anywho, so it's just, it's a, it, it made me shallow, more of Eric's storyline. I yes. think I like a lot of Eric's storylines. Because I'm noticing a lot of my episodes are Eric's storylines. I can agree with that. I love Eric. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> Turkey Day. Oh, Turkey, Turkey Day. Day. Turkey yes. Day. So season, was it season one I, that I did the prejudice episode? Yes. Mm -hmm. Season one, we talked about the episode where Corey talks about prejudice. Well, this one is kind of another extension of that. Turkey mm -hmm. Day is Corey and John want their families to come together for Thanksgiving. Yes. And it doesn't go well at all because they are going to the trailer court. Mm -hmm. And Corey's family is probably, what do we call mid, mid? They're like, what's that word? Oh my God. For us. Like for most of like most of the universe, I know, and I'm like blinking on what I want to say. Cute, <laughs> middle class. Oh my gosh, really, Ashley? Middle class. I that don't is know. What I wanted to say. I kept and thinking it didn't Midwest. Come out of my head. I was like, it starts with an M, and I'm like Midwest, Midwest. I'm like, that's not the word. <laughs> okay, so Corey's family, the Matthews, are more like maybe middle to upper upper middle class. They're doing very well. They have a nice big house. They can get things. They have a lot of kids, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you have Sean's family who is very poor. They live in a trailer court. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's two totally different worlds and they're right. trying to bring them together. And Corey and Sean understand the importance of bringing them together because really we're all the same no matter mm -hmm. where we are on the income spectrum. Right. But the parents had a really, have a really hard time in this episode coming together because they're judging each other, whether they realize mm -hmm. it or not, or if they're meaning to or not, they're trying to be polite. But when you're sometimes overly polite, it actually comes across offensive. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of issues. But by the end of the episode, the kids are all together eating on a picnic table and the adults Oh, and that's the other thing. The other trailer park families are like, why is this up middle class, upper middle class family mm -hmm. in the trailer court? They shouldn't be here. And, and it's all about trying to break down those walls of mm -hmm. prejudice because there's prejudice of, uh, across all different sorts of things, right. not just race and gender, but also income based and, mm -hmm. and just all over the place. So I thought this was a really important episode for us as it showed like Corey and Sean trying to break those barriers and, and mm -hmm. it ended up breaking a little bit by the end of that. Which was I good. agree. I just thought it was really interesting because coming from, we would be more of the, the middle class. Mm -hmm. You, yep. you think of these judgments, maybe you do have about people who live in trailer parks or have less money than you. And whether you mean to or not, it's like an internal bias sort of thing. Yeah. What I thought was most interesting is when they got to 
Sean's house. And like you had said, everyone in the trailer park was like, why did you bring these people here? They're too, Mm -hmm. they think they're too good for us. And it's just interesting because they didn't know them and they, they had their own internal bias. Mm -hmm. So I think it was great to show, like you're kind of saying both sides. And I felt bad because like Sean's mom was trying really hard to be someone that she thought they wanted instead of if she was just herself, I think things would have went a little bit smoother with the adults too. But I did like at the end when all the kids came together and just kind of did their own thing and the adults found them and realized that they were being ridiculous. Yeah. And this actually like on a personal note, this was before you and I knew each other and were friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember Blue Ridge Trailer Court? That was like literally had a quarter from my house. Yeah. One of my, one of my, what I, who I would have considered my best friend in third grade lived in that trailer court. And I got made fun of so much for hanging out with her because she lived in the trailer court and she didn't always look like she was clean and just mm-hmm. all the different things. And yeah. honestly, we, I did get lice from her. Mm-hmm. So that fueled even more. She ended up moving, I think, at the end of that year. Mm-hmm. But like this episode really gets me because I remember that time in my life. I remember the prejudices. I remember being made fun of and her even more being made fun of and me not actually understanding because we were in third grade why they were making fun of her. She was a sweet mm-hmm. girl and and it's just, it, it, it's it's a hard, it's, it's just a hard thing to try to break when people mm-hmm. have lived so long with these prejudices of, of trailer courts. I mean, one of our best friends ended up living in a trailer for what, a year? Yeah, her house while they were building their house Mm -hmm. and there was nothing I mean there's nothing wrong with it it is a home you can make it a home exactly there's nothing wrong with with living there Mm -hmm. if anything I feel like the people who live in these smaller homes um are more appreciative of what they have Mm -hmm. and and I agree with that and I think it's good I think it's a good lesson for us Mm -hmm. okay agree with all of that Next one on the list is a fair and a fair to forget. Mm-hmm. This is when Jennifer Bassett comes into play. I'm pulling this one out because I'm going to reference it later in Girl Meets World. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. So Jennifer is this high class tennis club girl mm-hmm. who dumped Sean because she didn't like Corey. And she said, you have to choose Corey or me. Mm-hmm. And she cho- he chooses her for a while. And it's really funny because it's like, <laughs> you see, they're just, they're, their friendship is so weird. It's, it's a <laughs> bromance. It it's is. a bromance. I, I, I declare this is one of the first bromances. I like was going to, that's, that's in my, my mental notes that this has got to be one of the first bromances. Yes. Yes, because they just, because he they have to call each other secretly and trying to meet up, but then she finds them in the library and they're like, how does she know where the library is? Like, Corey, because everyone knows where the library is, except for you and Sean. Exactly. Just, and then Topanga ends up like standing up to her. And when Corey finally lets her go, she just, she's crazy. She's mm-hmm. absolutely nuts. Literally. And the crazy. original actress actually is in Girl Meets World, which we will talk about I I love I think the reason I love this is just because watching them on the phone together when they're yeah. having their little secret conversations yep. and trying to find each other at the library <laughs> when they're talking through the bookshelves. Did you get the cinnamon bun? It's just so hilarious. 
the muffin was for me, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. I can't get enough of that. Topang is just like, what is going on? Exactly. You? Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, like, yeah. I'm dating you, right, Corey? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they're, they're a special pair. And I highly enjoy this entire dynamic in this episode. It's so funny. Oh, my gosh, they are. Oh, so good. And then my last one that I put on that I, that I loved, what it, it's a more serious one. Yes is cult fiction mm -hmm. and cult fiction is one of the episodes and i think they did it at the time because this was happening a lot where a lot of teenagers especially ones with broken homes or nar homes would get sucked into these cults mm -hmm. to give away their money and to do different things for them like this was really i remember this being very prominent in the 90s and early 2000s that we were dealing with mm -hmm. And so in this episode, Sean actually gets pulled into this happy club mm. through a girl who to thunk, wow. but this, the guy who is in charge of it is, is very caring for him and, and giving him this, this mature or this paternal affection that he doesn't have because again, his dad is here and there and, mm -hmm. oh, I'm back. Oh, I got to go get your mom. She's gone again. Like sort mm -hmm. of issue. And he's still with Turner at this point. I believe. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's still with Turner, but this is the episode. This is probably the episode you don't like with Jonathan's ending yeah. because they're trying to snap him out of this cult and it's not working. And the thing that snaps him out is the fact that Jonathan Turner gets in a horrible motorcycle accident and he's mm -hmm. in the hospital, like lucky he's alive. Mm -hmm. And Sean seeing Turner there snaps him out of it. Mm -hmm. And I remember Alan going after the guy who's in charge of this cult yes. and just seeing Alan, like how Alan, I'm just, the whole episode just gives me chills through the mm -hmm. whole thing. And it's so, it's just so important to see that we need to be careful of who we allow into our lives mm -hmm. because people will use us for our vulnerabilities. That is exactly. the lesson that comes out of that. Mm -hmm. And you need to cling on to the people who clearly love you and and care for you and and for sean that was turner and and corey's family mm -hmm. and it does it does snap him out of that but sadly this is also the last episode we see mr turner he ends up I'm sorry sorry sammy so just mad. sammy just rolled her eyes it made me laugh for it you makes just me angry but this is the last episode where we see turner and mm -hmm. it's i mean we see him again in girl meets world so he's not yeah. fully gone mm -hmm. but it's it, it's a hard episode it's a very hard episode yeah i i agree it's sean just feels so lost and this will continue to be a theme for him because of his family life and whatnot mm -hmm. and he finds something but they're the whole thing with the cult is like they give each other these tugs and, and wishy-washy <gasps> crap and i just love how when they bring sean to the hospital and Corey's able to corner him by himself just the scene where Corey gives him a hug and he's like, Sean, this is a hug. This is what it feels like when somebody loves you and wants to take care of you. And this is what you're looking for. And I just, for Corey to do that at that age, I just think is so amazing that he just loves him so much. And he's just like, I need you to understand, Sean, like, please stop because we're all worried about you. 
And I, I love that moment between the two of them because they have so many silly things that happen with them, even like that last episode we just talked about. <laughs> uh, but this one truly shows that the love that they have for each other and yeah. – and, you know, Sean having to face the reality of he doesn't know what's going on with Mr. Turner. And then when he's talking to him and Mr. Turner grabs his hand or, you know, the what little he yeah. could. I was just like, that's so warming. And that's why I'm mad because they give us that. And then it's just like, Mr. Turner, who? Hmm? Who is that? Hmm? What? He just left. He just disappeared. Doesn't get referenced until like the last season where they're in high school. And it's just in passing that he's in the other part of the school. And I will forever be upset with Boy Meets World for that. Yeah. Because, yeah, that was not the way he should have went out. But it is what it is. And can't go back and change it now, unfortunately. What are you looking up? Trying to look up why they let, let him out. I would like to know that. That's something I should have Googled because I'm very curious. Apparently he was on NYPD Blue. Really? I definitely yeah. did not watch that show. And apparently he was on ER. Didn't watch that either. Try Come on, people. Tell me why he left. Mm. Quinn answered an inquisitive fan's query about his departure by initially dodging the question, stating, not sure I can answer that in only 95 characters. He later offered, because it was a Twitter Q&A, so I guess oh. he couldn't. Yeah. Sometimes they make changes and can't figure out how to explain them. You know, I think I did. That's literally all he said. No, now that I would like we're thinking about, I think at one point a while ago I had read something that was to the extent of they didn't know where they were going to take Mr. Turner or they felt like they didn't really have any storylines for him. And so they just like didn't write anything else for him. Well, I mean, apparently he did well for himself because he ended up, he had to be a principal at some point because the only way to get to superintendent is to be in either an assistant or a principal. Yeah, and he so ends he up being up. a superintendent in, superintendent in New York schools. Mm-hmm, so, so he does well for himself. Yeah. And he marries the nurse that took care of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in this mystery episode when he disappears. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But I believe those were my favorites. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I also like the ones that you brought up. Okay. So the next one I had was, I ain't going to spray lettuce no more, which is a very Alan-centric storyline that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Going back to the very first episode of this season, it called You Can Go Home Again. Whatever's going on with Corey and, and Eric, I don't really care. But Alan makes a comment in that episode that he gets this award at his job and he's feeling unhappy. Like, like it's not meaningful to him. It doesn't fulfill him. So it kind of sets the seed, which I liked. So in this episode, he, Alan goes in to get a raise and he's given the raise. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to quit. And that's what he does. He just walks out from his job. He's just done with it. Without talking to his wife. He makes no effort to delay Amy know what's going on. He just, he does it. But I understand having recently switched my jobs and Ashley, who's looking currently. Yeah. yeah. It's as an adult, I think this is what it was. Again, this is an episode I probably would not have picked when I was younger. But as a grown up, I'm just like, I get the vibe, Alan, where you're just like sitting there and you're like, I I can't do this. I, I'm going to leave. Like, I'm, I'm just done. Now, in my case being married i did not do that without discussing it with my significant other (laughs) there was a long (laughs) conversation before anything was done 
But I get the feeling where there's just one day where you wake up and you're like, what am I doing with my life? I need to, I need to make a change. And he did it. And granted, Amy is very upset, but I do love that because they're Amy and Alan, they come together at the end and she solves the problem. Also courtesy of who else? Mr. Feeney, because it's Mr. Feeney. How he can, oh, they're having a sale at that <laughs> spring shop. Yeah. They go down and then Amy's like, so this is what Feeney meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. I found you a new job. This is what you're going to do. You love it. You love camping, sporting. Here you go. And it just, it shows how good they are. And I always love moments with Amy and Alan. And now that I'm an adult, <laughs> when mm -hmm. I do things like this, where there's a fight, there's an argument, but they always come together at the end and work together. They make up things work out because they have such a strong bond together. And this mm -hmm. was a big one for that. So this yeah. one I solely picked because of that, the Alan storyline. I don't even remember what was going on necessarily with any of the other characters. Well, Corey... I remember this. Corey wanted to, he's like, okay, I'm going to be poor. My dad doesn't oh, have you a talk job. Oh, to Sean, yeah. So he's like, Sean, teach me That's how right. to be poor. That's right. He was trying to learn how to how to be poor like Sean. So Sean was showing mm -hmm. him the ropes. They are so silly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I love how, because Alan didn't make the decision with her. She's like, fine. I have one decision I do mm -hmm. not get to make with you. I yep, can just and, make it. And that's what she did. And that's what she did. She's like, well, I bought this store. So this was my decision. I just love it. I love them together. Oh, I do too. I do too. But poor, poor Alan having now his son work with him is just. Yeah. Well, Eric is. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. So the next one <laughs> that I had was janitor dad. And mm. this one, I just, I feel like there's got to be other kids out there going through the same sort of thing Sean was. So yeah. Chet is back together with his wife. But of course she's like, I'm the only one working. You need to find a real job. And so Chet does. He goes out and he gets hired as a janitor at the school. So now he sees Sean and Corey because he's they're cleaning up the messes. And, of course, there's one kid who makes fun of Sean for it. And Sean's begging Mr. Feeney, please fire him. I'm uncomfortable with this. And Mr. Feeney implies that he's going to. He's not, but he implies that. And to me, it was just so nice when Sean's at home and he's talking to his mom about it. And she's just like, I'm so proud of your father for going out and getting a real job and he's just so happy about it. And then Chet's talking about like, how lucky am I that I get to spend time with my son every single day? And I was just like, oh, it doesn't stick, but it's so, it's just nice because that's what Sean needs in his life is that stability. Yeah. And I love that they had that bonding together. And then at the end, when Sean spills the milk and he's just like, let me clean it up. And Chet's like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, I know, but neither do you. So just another, another Sean warms my heart moments. Ugh, mm -hmm. I, just, I love Sean when he does things like that. I do too. He's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then my last one again, ah, features Sean. So my last episode is Dangerous Secrets. And this is another heavy-handed episode. Oh, yes. Yes. So which, again, there's there's people actually going, who are out there going through these things. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, Corey, I don't remember why he goes to see Sean. And it's like the middle of the night. I don't remember what the reasoning was. I thought he wasn't at school or something. Yeah, it was something like that where he went to check on him or give him assignments or something. So 
anyway, Corey ends up at Sean's trailer, and Sean has a girl there, and Sean's all alone, and her name is Claire. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Corey assumes, he doesn't ask Sean, but he assumes that they have slept together, and that's why Claire is there. So Corey takes this and he goes to Topanga and he wants to push her into sex because he thinks his best friend is doing it. And that's a whole nother storyline, which is ridiculous. And I'm glad Topanga was basically like, what the heck is your problem? You don't need to keep up with your friend. But the more important thing is that when Corey finds out what's really happening. So Claire is being beat up by her father. And I feel so bad because I'm sure this is how it really is if you're in that sort of situation where Claire is just like, oh, it's fine. He doesn't mean it. It's just something he does. But yet she obviously feels like she can't be home. So she goes to Sean, who comes to Corey when he can't hide her there anymore. And Corey begins hiding her at his house. And obviously Alan and Amy find out. And it's it just shows how, again, how good of hearts they have because Sean wants to help her. And he thinks he's helping her. But, of course, Corey realizes before Sean does that the only way to really help her is to do something about it, to tell somebody who can do something. And yeah, yeah, they put her on a bus to go see her aunt, but that doesn't mean he can't go get her, which is exactly what Alan points out to them. So at the end, I think it's a great realization when Alan's like, well, what's going to stop him from doing it again? What's going to stop him from going to get her and how Sean's just like I am. And how are you going to do it, Sean? I'm going to tell someone, I'm going to tell the police. And I'm just like, it's so great because you know Sean does not have a trust of the police because yeah. of the way he's things he's done. I mean, he blew up a freaking yeah. mailbox. Like he he has a bad relationship with them, but just the way that he comes to grow and see, like, okay, this is a time where I can't do anything and I need help and I need to go to somebody with authority to help. And it's such an important episode. And then it just it helps if there's any kids out there with friends who are in the same situation or family or anybody at any age who knows someone in the situation how you can try and help and really it's not just moving them around or hiding them it's doing something about it so yeah it's such an important episode and this is I feel like this season was one of the last seasons where we got some of these really important episodes there's there's one coming up in in season I think five that I think is really important too but this is is just, I don't know. I think it's just really important to talk about. And I'm glad that Boy Meets World chose to tackle it. Yeah, it, it is. And it's one of those episodes, again, where this is so relevant even to today. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we do a good job of tackling it in the mm-hmm. media anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it's very much thrown aside and if it's in there it's more for dramatic effect not for like helping people right Mm -hmm. and it's yeah this episode makes me cry Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I agree it's intense Mm -hmm. yeah but I do I I agree that the season this was like our last season of really some really strong Mm-hmm. strong life lessons you still get some because it's Feeney he can't not give us life lessons but mm-hmm. they're not the strength mm-hmm. of of some of these I mean they talk about abuse first love skipping school lying mm-hmm. I know there's drug sex and alcohol somewhere in there because mm-hmm. we didn't talk about all the episodes we can't it would be like weeks on end of us every yeah, single day talking like about stuff 20 some episodes a season so yeah there's yeah. Just, there's so many 
but it's it's just it's such a good school and I I oh my gosh I even forgot like Eric's storyline through season four is all about like figuring out where he's gonna go for college because he graduated already mm-hmm. what's and he gonna season do four is about him trying to figure out what he's gonna do Topanga mm-hmm. leaves to go to Pittsburgh in this season Eric dates a girl with a son that mm-hmm. he has to deal with he finally gets his SATs. And then the very last episode, it's him trying to figure out where he's going to go for college. If he's going to go to Pembroke or someplace that. else. Yeah. There's just, there's so much mm-hmm. that goes on in this season. That's so good. And so important mm-hmm. to not just our generation growing up, but any generation that's coming up. I think Boy Meets World will always be relevant for every generation. Mm-hmm. I agree. But yeah, so that's the end of this episode for season three and four. I mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed listening to some of our favorites. If you never watched Boy Meets World, go watch some of them. Please. You really should. They they are absolutely amazing. It's free on, well, it's not free, but it's on Disney Plus if yes. you have it. Every episode uh, they is have on there. Every single episode, every single season. So definitely go and watch. We are going to come back next week and talk about just season five. Mm-hmm. And that's because so much happens pretty much because there's a transition in how things are done we have new characters like new big characters look at we're getting into later years these are all of my notes just for season five that is insane watch season five yeah but that you're right there's a good reason why we have to do it by itself there's so much going on there's so much going on in season five so stay tuned for next week for Pixie Dust Twins Meets the World season five. Mm-hmm. But definitely check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. YouTube to see our smiling faces. And there's stuff to figure or find out. Blah, I can't speak. <laughs> there's other stuff you can find on our website. Sammy, what are those? Okay, so limitlessbroadcasting.com. There's information about all of the shows that we produce. A donation button is there as well. And there's also a link to our Patreon account where your other, your donations get you prizes, like hanging out with Mm -hmm. us, which we would definitely love to do because we always have lots of fun topics and we love talking to other Disney nerds. So Mm -hmm. make sure you check that out as well. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, comment, like whatever you can do on whatever platform you're listening to us on because that definitely helps us out. Yes. Oh, I just thought of something else. Also, so this past so today is the 11th, I believe, of August. This past weekend, Sammy and I were asked to be guests on a, another Disney podcast. We have no clue when it's going to air, but we have recorded it and we will keep you guys updated on when that's going to come out. So that way you can check out the episode. We are talking about our top five favorite rides in Disney World, not just one park, but all the parks. So stay Mm -hmm. tuned, figure out where you can listen to that. We'll definitely put the link and all the fun things in our social media so you can hear our voices on a different podcast. Yes. Talking about Disney. (laughs) Of course. It's going to be super fun. It is. We haven't got to talk about like actual Disney World in a while. So this will be, it'll be fun. Next month we are. Yeah, so we'll be doing lots of Disney World special things because there's a lot going on in Disney World. So, so much going on. 50th, mm-hmm. changes, mm-hmm. Ooh, some anger things actually don't like. It'll be all the things. We'll have yes. to have a, we'll have a rant episode next month. Oh, for sure. It's coming. It is. It mm-hmm. is coming. So Pixie Dusters, we'll see you next week. Bye. Watch some Boy Meets World. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins. 
Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon. 